Frontier. This is Football Daft with Stephen Purden. Midfield Dynamo and average actor. Chris Toll. Target man. Suspicious character. And... Football Daft, the daftest Scottish football podcast around. My name's Stephen Purden, and let's welcome your starting lineup this week. First up, a man who this week made what looked like the best mozzarella cubes I've ever seen in my life. It's Crystal. I know, listen, I'm up to high door. I'm climbing the walls like I said a couple of weeks ago, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to take up some cooking. So I spent 80 quid on herbs and spices, right? <laughs> Just herbs and spices. And I bought an air fryer, and I bought all the ingredients for basically everything that you could think of. And I've got this new takeaway secret book. It's by Kenny McGovern. I don't know if he's seen it. And it Aye, I've got that. It teaches Aye. you how to make all of the all of the high street takeaway food recipes. Well, I just got my final delivery yesterday, and we're going we're going for it today. Domino's pizza today, lads. Send us videos, not mate. Let's see oh, them. Of course, I will do. I will do. But now let's welcome a man who probably at some point today will talk us through potential Scottish football league reconstruction and all that because he's really up. <laughs> he knows he's stuffed the big man, didn't you, mate? It's Grado. Yeah, Nick. It's still going on about that reconstruction thing. <laughs> who the fuck's reconstruction? <laughs> Sounds like a striker that played for Kelly back in the day. Yeah, boys, boys, boys. We also need to welcome somebody else because producer John. He's having a wee week off, isn't he? Is John Arthur doesn't even know this fuck. Now we've got producer Ryan. Alright, Ryan, Hello. how are you doing? You just thought John got bald here, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you know that, mate. What I will say is you've got a better dress sense. At least you'll know where my folk up top. If you get Wayne's little footer about with your broadband. No, do not, mate, no. That's good, man. You touch my broadband. Hold on, guys. Guys, guys. Kids are using the internet. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Right. What's happening, boys? What's been happening this week? I missed you last week. Had a wee week. It was my wee's birthday. It's not a wee podcast, mate. It was my wee boy's birthday. Takes an hour. Takes an hour. Fucking. Gredo, it's only the fire service. Why are you missing the podcast? <laughs> hey, I've never missed the podcast for a fire service shift. I'll tell you that right now. Never. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, have I used that as one of my excuses? You missed the podcast for. You make mate, you've missed three podcasts in the last couple of months for the fire service. And if it's not been for the fire service, you fucking right, is. He's trying to figure out what he said now and what's true. Ah, see. <laughs> no, listen, no man is a good enough is a good enough memory to be a successful liar. Thank you, excuses that I tell you. Bob, you know, Matt. come on, my excuses are well more better than I'm working in the fire service. Mine, Aye, uh, my excuses usually... One week. What? <laughs> the fuck I hear should get flooded one week, that's right. <laughs> My excuses usually involve, like, I don't know, deep bodies and all that, and the polis and... Aye, but last, like, a few weeks ago you sent us like a pure YouTube version of a fucking Amazon rainforest thunderstorm, man. It was a cross, <laughs> it was Stevenson Cross. Stevenson Cross. <laughs> fucking was. Anyway, I'm hearing that, it's amazing. Fucking, I'm just looking at this, is, it's getting, I know people talk about their lockdown weight and all that, but come on, man, how much have I ballooned? <laughs> look, look at that, look at that. <laughs> you know that, what? Remember when you... When you unbloomed and you went off in, you didn't look right. And you look, 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 you
Seriously? I woke my, I made, because, well, they've not been, that's, how long has that we've been with at McDonald's breakfast? Run a wee bit late and all that in the radio, and I was like, I didn't know what to tell them I'd been at McDonald's and all that. What's that all doing your face? <laughs> Tomato sauce on me, on my vape, never in my tomato sauce everywhere. Honestly, but this anything you bump, if you bump into Grado randomly, some there, man. I don't know many things. He's got his motor man, he's got like fucking bits of food running down his top, or like snorters on his Fred Perry t shirt. Ah, no, that's the worst. That's the worst. The snorters doing my head in my well, I've got a pile. I've got a pile for my my. Well, he's now my ex brother in law, but that's what I used to do. I used to keep a wee, see look, all the all the clays a wee kind of hand me down, kind of tub full of clays full of kebab stains and everything. I'd give that to him every couple of months because the amount of clays that I ruin, I ruin all my clays with stains for Indians and all that. Your hand me downs with fucking Rodney Trotters and kebab sauce. <laughs> 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 you still got a good few years out of that, mate. That's a belt to archers, Gado, man. <laughs> But he's no part of my family anymore, so I've got a big, I've got a big pile up there if anyone just wants anything. It's got all shit, it's got all What's been happening in Scottish football this week, boys? What's been happening? What's been happening? Yous must be heavy for stuff. That computer, man. That computer's got pure beef for us, hasn't it? Aye, where does he tell you? It's Peter Lowell's computer that they use. <laughs> Mate, everybody and their fucking granny knows that. I've got to be honest with you, I, I hadn't seen any of the reaction for the online Rangers or Celtic fans or anything like that. And the second I looked at it, I went like, oh, fucking hell, Rangers have got a bit of a bit of oh. start to the season. All your away games, all your hard away games are within the first few weeks. And this, I mean? it was like the last couple of years on us, and all I feel as if we play Aberdeen away every... Aye, we, usually, we usually get hearts away, and that's a bit of a fucking pain in the arse at the mm. start of the season. You know what absolutely shocked me, but man, they put the old firm back, Mark. I believe that. Listen, I think that's, I think that's a, that's the, deci- the only decision they could have came to. Obviously, I've been kind of busy all week and all that, right? But I take it as everybody kind of, is everybody bringing it up because later on that's when crowds can come in. Aye, but it's well, not that. The whole thing is it's meant to be a random algorithm. I can't even mind what one of your guests it was last week at Teltis. Was it Scott Walker, Teltis? He's mate, uh, his mate works in the in the department that does the fixtures, and it's a it's actually a computer in Jacksonville. Oh, you said that in Florida, it's, wasn't it? Mate, you missed that, mate. Jackson, Scott Walker Jackson, was telling us that. It's really? in Jacksonville, Florida, mate. It's a wee guy that they pay to do it. So, how can it be random if a they've they've sent oh, me? Hey, they've, is it not a wee guy that Peter Law pays to do it? Aye, it's it's Joe Law, Peter's ah. Florida, Florida cousin. <laughs> Right, and I, it's uh, like, how can, how can it be random, right, when they can put certain fixtures on certain dates? The new year. Your new year old firm and your, your old firm at August usually. Aye. But this um, year, amazingly, it, the first old firm's turned up in October. Now, we'll exactly. have played nearly, two round, well, nearly a round of games. It's the, se- it's the second last round of fixtures, the old firm. Aye. People go, right, it's random, it's a computer, this and that. I mean... Everybody, Neil Lennon touched on it a few weeks ago, saying he would love for the offer to be put back to later to October to give me a chance of fans coming. And then it magically does, when usually it's like September. The first offer is usually around about September time. Uh, it's, been, it's actually been August the last couple of years. I, I don't know, man. But it's listen, it doesn't mean we don't need fans. Look what happened in, in December. 
Does I'm it matter? I'm not bothered. You know you what? I'm, I'm, not I'm not caring, man. Who cares? I don't care. Fucking. You see the fact that your voices are just getting higher and higher and higher. That can I, that can I defeat that claim? But my The nerves gone to a game, especially Pataudry first game of the season, man. That, oh. That's a pure. What would you say? That's a major kickstarter, isn't it? But to what about Kemal Roof? You've seen a bit of this boy, haven't you? I've not seen him since he moved to Anderlecht, but as you know, he's on my English team. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, blaze it up or anything like that. I really don't want Rangers to sign this guy. Really? He's, he's a fucking brilliant player. Seriously. He's a brilliant player. He, he was the top man at Leeds. I mean, Leeds get, I think Leeds get about £7 million for him off Aye. the Anderlecht. You know what I mean? And it, that's a Belgian team. Now, there was English teams that were interested in the Premier League. And he would have went for a lot more than seven million, but his contract was running out, so he took the money and ran. Um, unfortunately, but, but you rate oh, highly, very highly, mate, very highly, and that that's that's a god's honest truth. I would love Celtic to go for him, to be honest with you. Bad injury for Katic. It's nasty. It's nasty. I don't. Was it nine months? I think he'll be. But you won't see him again to probably ten in a row. <laughs> Fucking walked into that one, didn't I? <laughs> ah, especially because he's young and he, he, you know, I really wanted him to be. Well, did you see him or not on Instagram? She's the way. Well, that's another thing. I know he's beefed up to fucking he. Aye. Aye. But, who did? Uh, who did? Who signed him as a cruciate or something? Like that? Yeah, he's done his cruciate in training. <sighs> well, what, I still yeah, done that last week. I'm brand new. Bobby Dundee United, new manager, lads. Mickey hey, Mellon. Sounds like a kid on name, doesn't it? All right. Shout out to the Mellons moving up to, moving all the family up to Dundee. Bunch of Mellons live in Dundee already, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good move for them. Is it, tell, me about the move, tell me about Mr. Mellon. Right, Mr. Mellon. Right. I'm just saying that's a good move. I don't know the first fucking <laughs> thing about the guy, to be honest with you. I just, I, he's got a bit of name recognition because it's that name that sticks out. Do you know what I mean? Mickey right. Mellon. Aye. What about Fraser Foster? Is it deep, deep in the water? Uh, it's, it's done and dusty. Somebody tell me it's no. Yesterday, it just kind of rose back up. Heard it in the radio. Well, Neil Lennon said yesterday or the day before that uh, it's all gone quiet on both ends. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think we're going to sign Joe Hart and I fucking... Oh God. I don't think he's well. Well, he's fucking 41 <laughs> on. He's signed for... Is I want you to get Claudio Bravo, man. I want him. <laughs> Mad Claudio. Another thing that I've heard this week is Crystal Palace and Leeds are interested in Odds and Edward. Now, they're saying 25 million quid. I want to know how many games they want him on loan for that. I'm sorry, but no. Crystal Palace, you're going down there and you're just going to be fighting relegation every season. Right, Leeds, you don't know how they're going to work out. I think he's a better player than that. I can see him going back to France the way... Paris are not fighting relegation, but Paris are quite steady. They're not fighting relegation. Aye, but they're not exactly fucking the team that everybody's talking about, are they? But, but that's saying how, that, you... how, do you, how do you get there without players of the calibre of Hudson Edward? Well, the thing is, man, if he gets a move to Paris, he'll look at it, right, I'm going to Paris, be at Paris for a season, then end up going to one of the big four or something, I mean, then they're... What do you think he's worth, Edward? 
Edward, I'd say, and when you're looking at players like Moussa Dembele and Kieran Tierney, who are now going on and kicking on, well, Kieran Tierney's going on and kicking on now, the Arsenal fans are raving about him, and all of them Aye. are saying that 25 million was daylight robbery. That's the Arsenal fans actually saying that. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think uh, Odson Edwards probably more naturally gifted and more of a flair player than Kieran Tierney, obviously. Um, maybe no as good as Tierney is in their own positions, but I think for a striker, like France under 21, proving at international level, under 21 level, I think you're probably looking between 35 and 40 million, if I'm being honest. But do you know what I think you need to take into account now, mate? What? The transfer, these transfer fees, man, after this whole pandemic. Aye, aye. Money's going to be getting spent, the way it's been getting spent, mate. You need to, that, I've said for years, man, the way they spend money doing in England, that's going to burst. That's just going to explode one year. And see something like this happening, that's going to well, fuck a lot of that up. That's the thing, man. I mean, how many people have cancelled their BT Sports? How many people have cancelled their Sky Sports? I, I'm, right? told, I'm just about to cancel, man. See, after this today, I'm cancelling my Sky. I'm well, that's it. that's it. You look at that, and then you look at the money that Sky are handing out to the Premier League and BT are handing <coughs> out to the Premier League, right? And if they've not got their subscribers coming in, where is that money going to come from? Mm. So see, the next time when it's 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 the turn to it's time to renegotiate deals. There's going to be all sorts of caveats put in place, and the team's right. only going to be able to spend the money like you said, Stevie. Because do you know, see Bournemouth, Bournemouth could play behind closed doors all the time and it wouldn't make a difference to them. Right? Which, you're taking the fans right out the game. You know, like they, see, ticket money, that that's negligible to Bournemouth because of the amount of money that they've got coming in for TV. See if that, that stops. The amount of teams that you see going to the fucking wall in England is unbelievable. Ah, you're good at that too. You're good at that, mate. Good at what? She's just talking away and going and talking about money and football and all that. And you're, you're actually quite, I like that. You're quite good at that. Thanks very much, mate. Could you imagine me ever coming to be saying something like that? No. Could you? That's, that's my banking background, mate. Don't is it, is it really? <laughs> is it really? So anyway, lads, move it, move you it on. The bike? What did you do in the bike? I can't tell you, mate. I'm not like to talk hey, about seriously? it. Seriously? Right. One of my favourite bits in the show, man. The man who's got more scoops than an ice cream parlour. Wait a minute, Bob, you forgot the, the other news. What? Greenock Morton are 10 ounces that are on course to be a community-owned club by summer 2020. Well, listen, that's, that's actually, that's funny that you've led into that. The rumour that, the rumour that I've got is about Greenock Morton. Right. So it is. Aye. Right, so let's, let's go to this whole rumour mill. Thanks very much, lads. This is Chris Toll's rumour mill. Right. I've got some news for the Greenock Morton and they're United fans. Now, they're saying that the Greenock Martin have announced that they're going to be a community-owned club uh, by next summer, 2021. I've got it in good authority that the Air United chairman has been slowly buying up the shares of Greenock Martin. That's all I'm going to say in the matter. Let the Greenock Martin and their fans deal with that. Big time? Really? Big time. What's he going to do? He's, well, Air, Air, Air United and Martin like rivals. That's a derby. Is it? I thought, I thought Greenock Morton was St Mons. Uh, no, you're United, isn't it? No, yours is Kelly. Is it? But so I fuck. I'm getting mixed up with the blue and white strips. Right, start again. Start again. <laughs> right. No, that'll do you. 
Yeah, you fucked my, you fucked my fucking, my, my fucking, hang me, my rumour. Actually, I, I'm never doing the rumour mill again unless you want to do it again. Let's go again to Crystal's rumour mill. Welcome to Rumour Mill Troops. Right, now, funny that you were talking about Greenock Martin there, Grado, because I've got it in decent authority, mm-hmm. right, that the St Mirren chairman has been secretly buying up all the shares so that it's not going to be a community-led, a community-owned and led club. It's going to be owned by the rivals. Now, that's all I'm going to say on the matter. That's, that's, oh. that's, that's quite a big scoop, mate. That's quite a big scoop. That's like, I mean, they are rivals, man. They, they take it. <laughs> I know they're even worse rivals than Air United and, and, uh, really? and Greenock, and not Greenock Martin and Air United. They are terrible rivals. <laughs> oh, fucking, let's move on. <laughs> and remember, if you have any rumours or just want to get in touch with the show, just get us on Twitter at Football Daft Pod, Football Daft Podcast on Instagram, and just search for Football Daft on Facebook. That was Chris Tolles, remember? Football Daft with G4 Claims. Find them on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at G4 Claims Limited. It's time to thank our sponsors, G4 Claims. And to do that, it's the man himself, the man who runs the company. It's the Joker, Jim Muir. Jim, turn the room. What do you, what do you press though? <laughs> Jim, it's, it's on. All you need to do is turn it round physically and it'll be facing you. Look at the other side of what you're looking at. There we go. There we go. Oh, oh, I'm fucking can't see you anyway in the world. Oh, so, right after me. that dilemma, how are we getting on then? <laughs> yeah, all good. All good. Good stuff. I thought it was bad after last week, actually. Oh, mate, that was funny. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> I thought it was good, pal. I've got a cleaner one this week for you. Right, you've got a cleaner joke. I've got a cleaner joke for you. Right, okie doke then. How does it go? Right, you want to start it? Right. Here is clean. It's not as clean. This guy gets into his work, right? Right. His boss says to him, do you believe in life after death? The guy says, no, how? He says, well, remember I gave the day after yesterday you got your grandest funeral? He came in the office looking for you this morning. Oh. Jim, I get to tell one off my father-in-law the other day. Do you like this one? Right, on you go. What do you call a dog with no tongue? Don't know. Smelly buzz. You used to fucking text me that I could use the next week. <laughs> <laughs> don't, by the way, don't worry, the guy's an encyclopedia. I'll get another one for you next week. <laughs> Yeah, all Kevin Bridges never starts stealing my material, by the way. Yeah, I know, I mean, got I know. I'll be honest with you, Jim, I'm a little bit disappointed today that you've got sleeves on. <laughs> I like to change it now and again. Yeah. <laughs> right, so, Jim, tell us about yes. G4 Claims, my man. G4 Claims. G4 Claims, a non, non-fault accident management service. If you're involved in a non-fault accident, contact G4 Claims on 01698 767 172. You'll get a replacement vehicle. We can do your personal injury claims. You don't have to claim your insurance. You don't pay your excess. You can pick the garage of your choice or we can select a garage for you. Just call G4 Claims, 01698 767 172. G4, G4 Claims. G4 Claims. Not a fault claims. 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 Claims.
Hey, you go. We, need, we need to go to classes for that one, I think, lads. We need to get this down. You wouldn't get Westlife. You wouldn't get Westlife getting all out of sync. What's the next thing for you? Jim, I'll text you a joke next week, my man, all right? Good, man. I'll get, I'll get the coach, send you my number, and you text me a joke, then I'll use it, right? Night right. in. Night in. All right, my man. Cheers, right. Jim. See you later. Yes. Right on, Jim. Teddy, bye. All right, my man. See you later. Cheers, bye. Hey, do you know how to turn that off, Jim, aye? Uh-huh. Aye, you'll be all right. <laughs> the Legends Lottery on Football Daft. Right, so I remember that one season wonder that scored 20 goals and then just disappeared, or Marco Negri, as you like to call him. Remember that <laughs> no-nonsense centre-half who was a club stalwart? Mm-hmm. Um, well, these are the sort of people that we want to find out in our Legends Lottery. Um, each week, one of the team is tasked with finding a former legend of the game and getting them on the show. And then it's up to you, the listener and the viewer, um, to rate how good out of five stars the guest was. Top of the leaderboard just now is Stephen on 11.9. After a 4.6, I think it was, for Derek Lyle two weeks ago. Um, a high score. I'm setting. So on 9.2, and after good. booking St Mirren and Dunfermline hero Scott Walker last week, it's time for Gredo to get his arse off of the big zero. Come on. But what score did Scott get? Ryan, can you inform us, please? The average score was 3.7. Oh, that that's, a, that's a good one. Not bad. 3.7. There you go. Aye, he was a good but guest, right? Yeah. I forgot he'd met. But a favour, but see the next time it comes to your tongue, Gredo. <laughs> Going to get the guy yourself, man. <laughs> I heard rumours last week during the show that you and producer John are fucking ganging up and told me. I mean, that's Listen, like I've got a fire brigade. Mate, there we go. <laughs> fucking it's fire brigade excuse. Straight away. Well, actually, that moves me on um, to who I've got for this week's. Oh, I know who it is. I know who it is. Did you say fire Christ, brigade? I know who it is. I know who it is. Hey, who it is. Who it is. Hey, welcome. One, two, three. Brian, Brian McPhee. McPhee. Ah, he's got me, lads. He's got me. Former Airdrie, Hamilton Aki's legend, Brian McPhee. Um, Brian is coming on to the show right now. There we go. Was oh, it just like that, right? In? There we go. Hey, hey. that's the big man. He's got Woo-hoo. the background and everything. Look, oh, you know how to do this, my man. I tell you what, that is a fireman, boys. That is a fireman. Stop it! Just stop it! <laughs> <laughs> Look at that big man. Look at him. Drills, guys, thanks. Fucking <laughs> hell, you look like a rock. I'm big partner up front, mate. <laughs> All right, mate, how are you? No bad, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. There we Who's go, I'm crying. I'm not glad that I could reunite with salt and pepper. Yeah, that's a coffee and cream, <laughs> get it right? Coffee and cream, that's TV, you tell me it was salt and pepper. Salt and pepper, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you <laughs> were good that day, weren't you? Aye. Well, we done all right. Aye, we did, man. We done no bad, mate. Terrorise the defence, mate. Terrorise the defence. To be fair, Stephen, you fucking rattled in a few goals. A few. He did? Aye. Mate, oh. you're the one that does all the work and I just tap him in the goals, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we roll. That's what happens. There we go. Brian, thanks very much for coming on the show, mate. You Listen, know what? Up, see, after, after Stevie got uh, Derek Lawyer a couple of weeks ago where he got an absolute fucking stutter of score. So... I've decided I've got to bring out the big guns. How long have I been trying to get you on the show, mate? You have, mate. I don't, I, I, listen, you, you've got me here now, so fucking stop blowing smoke up my ass and go on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so that's been Brian McPhee, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks very much, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> How's lockdown treating you, big man? What's been happening? You've been busy, obviously. Listen, I, but um, 
we've been just working away. See, the thing is, it's been a wee, lot quieter in work for the fact that um, people are in the house, so they're mere, you know, looking after them. They're not leaving ovens and all that sort of stuff on. So <laughs> <laughs> what you done there, Biggin? That's a sensible answer. And also, there'll not be that many cats up trees. Listen, here's a fucking point for you then, right? You're telling me cats up trees. Have you ever seen a skeleton in a cat up a tree? That's my pa! That's my pa! That's That's fucking right! I say that! I say that all the time! (laughs) I wish we could say that on the phone, but I always hang up and go, Do you ever seen a cat? Who who came up with that? I thought that was me. That was me. Was it not? I I saw them in the house. You've been claiming that part for years, Nado, man. Uh, 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 uh. He's, been, he's been rumbled. It's a fact that no many folk know, isn't it? Eh, uh, Brian, that we, do, we don't attend. Can't stuck up Z- trees. Exactly. Because they fucking, they can get done. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it no because... Yeah, because Brian, have you, ever, have you ever attended a dwarf up a tree? That, no, yeah, but hey, we can work on that, we man. We can work on it. <laughs> that was brilliant, man. What watch are you on? You're the same watch as me. I blue watch. I'm in green. Oh, are you? I've, I, I used to be green. I'm blue now. But I go, I go through because I, I work through two shifts. I work through some of the day shifts and some of the night shifts. Sorry. So right. I sometimes see blue. I used, usually just back for your annual leave. You, you know maybe one today. No, I'm, I don't say that. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't a minute. I know we all forget days, but fuck me. I know when I'm working. Aye, yeah, I think I know when you're working now. I know maybe the amount of things I've been. <laughs> Aye. All right, Brian, you work no more? Aye, oh, for fuck's sake. He fucking messages 10 minutes, 10 minutes before he goes on. He's been struggling, that's what it is. He's getting all excited and then he's like, Don't give me your snatch, mate. I'm struggling <laughs> fuck all, man. I'm going to try to get you on this show for the day now where we started doing it. Brian, Stevie, back me up. What was one of the first people we said when we were like, who can we get on the show? To be fair, your name has come up a good few times, big man. We've always thought about getting you on, man. I think Toll has tried, but... Aye, you better believe it. I think he nearly blocked me on fucking Facebook. I've yeah, I know fucking that. Facebooks, but I just sleep with a light on your cunt. Rap it. <laughs> <laughs> Here, Toll, I don't know, man. I think always have got a week and a, a last... What do you call that? A last resort. One of the last resorts. Right, fuck it. I'll just need to phone him. I think that sounds don't, as if what Brian is. He's your last resort. Dare. Get him 10 don't minutes to go that. That's don't that, do you want to know something? That's disrespectful to me and it's disrespectful to Brian. And Jaws are going to be coming after you keep that shit. Nah. <laughs> Brian, who'd you play for these days anyway? Oh, I'm fucking retired. Oh, that was good. I liked that, by the way. That was good. Good. Actually, small copies of Arsenal. Exactly. Mate, I'm 50. I'm 50 in October. You're joking. Ah, fucking stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm off. <laughs> yeah, and Brian, so listen, obviously the, the lockdown's put a, put a stop to any sort of travel. Every Aye. year uh, you go to Malawi, don't you? Is it Malawi you go with? Nah, you go see, to? you're fucked up already. That shows you Disney Watch what I do. It's Kenya I go to. Kenya, sorry. <laughs> right, so you go, to, you go to Kenya, I do apologise, and I do fucking pay attention to it anyway, you fucker. Fucking related to it the last time you went there. Right. So that picture in the background that you've got there, um, for the people watching on, uh, not watching on YouTube, Brian's got a background of himself with all the kids in Kenya. Uh, what is it you do when you go over there, mate? What happens is um, we go over there and we work with kids that live in the landfill sites. You know, they, these are kids that have got nothing. You know, they, they, they come to like a wee volunteer school and they actually, they live in worse than mud huts. The, the, the walls of their house are made of blankets. So they go down there and they're trying to build, give them an education. 
you know, just so that they can better themselves in life. And we go there, you know, we, we help them out in the school. Um, we go up to the dump site where they actually live and they actually do go through all the shite and everything for food. Um, we go up there and give them a wee horn, you know, just build houses for people. Maybe not a house, but, you know, it's like a shed, it's like a, a garage, like a shed, you uh, know, and it's 10 times, 20 times better than what they've got. Without trying to blow smoke up your arse again, mate, it does take a special sort of person to commit themselves to that sort of thing. And you do it religiously. So, you know, I doff my cap to you. Well done, man. It's how how long do you go for at a time? Just two weeks at a time, mate, um, and, and that's enough, Grado, because you're, you're starting at seven in the morning, grafting, you know, mm. you're in the school, and then you're there to maybe six at night, you know, going up the dump site, and all the kids, are, they're, they're lovely, but they want your attention constantly, do you know what I mean? Mm. They don't want nothing for you, they just want a, like, a wee carry on, a wee, you know, a wee game of football or something. I honestly see you as a hero, do they know? They, they do, but you... you I think I get just as much out as what they do. Aye. You know, you, you go there and you come back and you think to yourself, what the fuck have I got him on about in life? What, what mm-hmm. have I got him on about, you know? Exactly, right. but they must, like Gredo was saying there, see when you arrive, you must see a change in them all and all that. They're obviously all getting older and stuff like that. And they'll, they'll see you and straight away, you know what I mean? The face will light up, they'll be like, you ask him a football. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> So that's, it's wee, wee things like that. I'll tell you one wee story. It was a belter. The, the second time I ever, the first time I ever went, you know, it was just like a kind of learning process. And I was like, what, what, what am I doing? You know, I felt guilty and all that when I came back. But once I came back and I realised, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do a good thing in here. So I took a, I took a wee mobile projector there with me, right? There was 175 wains in this room. We bought them all chocolate and popcorn. And the wee projector, I, I'd put the Lion King on. So we fired it onto the wall, you know, and they're all like, fucking hell, look at this, you know, all buzzing. And then one of them, see when the line came on, they went, Simba. I turned around and goes, fucking, when's I seen this? And then the teacher, the teacher went, eh, no, Brian, eh, Simba means lion in Swahili. And I was like, there you go. I've seen it. The wings have seen it. And then and Rafiki is a friend in Swahili. Because that's what they talk here, they're the talks with Healy. Aye, so I'm like, ah, fucking, aye, so. <laughs> aye, it's brilliant, man. That's like a story Kevin, Kevin Bridges says about the, the homeless man saying, I seen you in the telly the other night. He's like, where the hell did you see me in the telly? Guy <laughs> selling the big issue. <laughs> aye, no, but it's a, it's a great cause, Brian. And obviously, see when, you're, when you, it's coming round again, let us know and we'll punt it on the show. Brilliant, mate. You get back, is, are they all, I take it they're all mad Airdrie fans are there now then, eh? Mate, they're, they're whatever fans you want. I mean, be honestly, I've went there there, I take Airdrie strips there, I take Celtic strips there, Rangers strips there, and, and they just love wearing a wee football strip, no matter, no matter what it is. That's class. Aye. You know, that's I've seen them like with Aberdeen soaks on Rangers shorts and a Celtic <laughs> tap and all that, so they just don't care. It's a Aye. football strip. Brilliant. So when are you next to there, Brian? Supposedly October, mate, but um, see, see the way it's gone now, obviously it's like um, two weeks quarantine when you go there, there and then it'd be the same coming back. So I would need to try and get six weeks after work to go for two weeks and I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. I'll come your shifts. You're, you're all right, mate, honestly. Listen, I can get, I can get up a three rapid. <laughs> hey, Brian, so listen, like, we're talking about uh, uh, all your charity work and stuff like that, but obviously um, you've, you've done a bit of football in your day, haven't you? I have, I, um, it's funny, I was a late starter as well. I never turned pro I was 25. 25? Um, I, yeah. and it, see, see the way it all came about, it's one of the, like, fucking, when it's your rags to riches, but it's a weird story. I used to work in a pub in uh, Bodwell, 
Boswell Hotel in Langside, and I was playing with a wee amateur team. And I was battering in maybe four or five goals a week. And it, genuinely, I was. But I was just playing there because it was my pals. You know, we'd go to the pub, a couple of pints, play the game, back to the pub for pints. Done all right. <laughs> and then a boy says to me when I was working in the pub, he says, Brian, he says, I'll get you down to Queen's Park, you know, just to get your fitness and everything up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, excellent. So I went, started training them with that. And then it was Eddie Hunter was the manager. And one night, I kid you not, they were short of players. And he says to me, son, he says, can you uh, step in tonight for us? We're short of players. Um, just so to help us out. And I was like, I need borrow. I played in the game, right? I scored a goal, set one up. This was on the Thursday. And on a Saturday, I was in the first team playing at Hamden. In hell? You go. Honestly, I was yeah. like, fucking hell, this is mental. My, my, my missus' sister and brother-in-law and nephew are season ticket holders at Queen's Park. No, right. So, uh, they're, oh, they won't like this because they don't swear there. Oh, ah, yes, mate. Listen, listen, see, honest to God, they're, they're, the, they're the most straight-laced family I've ever met in my life, man. They're brilliant. You go there and, like, you know, every, every, every other part's like, the referee's an arsehole, referee's a bastard. It's like, referee, your parenthood comes into question. <laughs> <laughs> so, after, after Queen's Park, Brian, you moved on to Airdrie. That's where you really caught fire a bit, wasn't it, when you, when you went to Airdrie at the beginning? I um, again, it was just like I'd, I'd done like three seasons at Queen's Park, and I was happy there because they, they got you a job and all that as well. And how you didn't get paid you there, paid, didn't you know? No, so they, they got us a job. Um, I was working in the McAlpines, um, in a factory in Hillington, but it was brilliant anytime you needed that for football and all that during the week, you got it, you know what I mean? So it was no hassle. But then, um, Airdrie came and started watching a couple of games, and Alec McDonald was like, I want to sign that boy. So I landed up at first, you know, I'm sitting in, I'm, I'm in the dressing room and a gaffer at Queen's Park comes in and he's like, hey, Brian, somebody wants to speak to you. And I was like, who is it? And he's like, he says, oh, it's the Airdrie manager, Alec McDonald. And I'm like, Alec McDonald played with Rangers? And he's like, I went, well, I so he does. I was like, you know, I went to the phone, I'm waiting for somebody to go, ah, yeah, fucking dick, get out of here, put the phone down. But <laughs> didn't he come, you know? And I was, and he's like, oh, listen, son, we've came to see a couple of games and everything. Um, would really like to sign you. And that was it. I, I went away. The, my manager, uh, Kim Ways, and I just signed a two-year deal. Amazing. That's brilliant that your manager went with you, man. Now, I, you know, that shows you the, the respect that he had for you as well, you know, I, um, I, and what you had done for Queen's Park. But when you went when you went on Airdrie that first season, um, I think, you missed out in promotion by the playoffs, is that right? That's right. I, we, we played Hibs in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, basically, it would have been, you know, gone for the first Premiership in my first season as a pro, but it, it didn't happen. It didn't happen, but you, you smashed on a right few goals for Airdrie in your first, your first uh, stint at the club. Is there any truth to the fact that you nearly signed for a Greek team and a Dutch team? That's, I, <laughs> I'll tell you what happened there. Um, just finished my second contract with Livingston, um, and my agent at the time was Ian Redford, the old Rangers player. Mm-hmm. Aye. Um, who sadly took his own life. Um, he got his, he was my agent, and he says, listen, uh, as auntie want you. And I'm like, ah, who? He's like, Skoda's auntie in Greece. He's like, ah, he says, um, they actually play in the same league as Panathinaikos and AAK Athens. So I goes away, yeah. <laughs> Boy's like, ah, comes to meet me at the airport, and I'm like, ah, Mr. McFree, please you could come in on it. We'll take you to your hotel. We're no training for two days. So I'm like, ah, right, no bother. 
So I'm away to the hotel. Nobody speaks any English at this. I'm like, so I'm sitting in my room and I was like, next morning I get up by that, you know, the flip-flops on, the towel on, the shorts. I'm like, here they go, fucking, we'll see what this place is all about. I was like, I walked up to the receptionist. I went, good morning. She went, good morning. I says, um, can you tell me where the beach is? And she went, 40 mile that way. <laughs> fucking that juice sank. I'm like, ah. Oh, no. <laughs> so I went back to my room and I sat there. I was like, la, 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 la. A couple of days. And then obviously they came and took me to the, the training ground. I was training all up with them. And then we went to play in a game. Fuck me. I'm like, ah, looking about. They'd actually cages up with the spikes and all that on the top of them. I'm like, ah, I'm a scheme boy for the gang guard, but I don't think this is for me. I says to my agent, I says, listen, I, I'm, I'm not going there. I don't, I don't fancy that at all because I, I had kids at that time and my kids were dead young. So they would have had to stay in Athens and I, and I was like, are we up in the north of Greece? And traveling, I was like, I'm not doing it. So on my way, just got to the airport and my agent phoned me and says, listen, Den Hag, I want you. And I was like, ah, right, okay. I says, when do you want me to go and, you know, see them? He's like, right now. And I was like, I says, I've got tickets to come. He says, no, he says, he says, I'll cancel them in and Den Hag will pay for your flights to new to take you to Holland. And I was like, any bother. So again, I jumped on a flight, away to Holland and I enjoyed it. It was Fantastic, nice pitch and all that as well. Everything about it was good. But then, just before we were going to discuss contracts, you know, I'd come home, the manager got the sack. Bump, done. Yeah, so, you would have done it then, I'd have went there. I, I would have probably went there, Stephen. But what had happened after that, um, I came back. Here's another wee bit that I, I don't really say about it. I came back and I signed a new, another two-year deal with Livingston. Mm-hmm. But the following day, Billy McNeil phoned me up and wanted me to sign for Hibs, who were in the Premiership at the time. But it didn't happen. You know, I was oh. like, I've just signed a new contract. See, the thing is, it's, it's that way. I enjoy, enjoyed the football. When I was playing the third division, the first division, of what, it was fun. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I had the privilege of getting paid for something that everyone is, well, no, everybody, but 90% of the population of Scotland that love playing and love Aye. talking about. That's it, mate. That's it. But listen, um, you're, Brian, you're one of the very few uh, black players that have come through for Scotland. In recent times, obviously, there's been a lot of, a lot of uh, spotlight shone on the racism in Scottish football and, and English football as well. Uh, unfortunately, back in the day, um, somebody, somebody actually ended up in the, in the clink, if I'm, if I'm not wrong, for aye, there was, there was, there was some racist abuse. Um, what, what do you think? Is it, is it changed recently? Do, do you think it, we've came forward any? I think we have. See, see, this is this is like a kind of. It's not. It's not. I wouldn't say it's a touchy subject, me, but I've got quite strong views on it, right? right. Here's what I think, right? And 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 probably a lot of people shoot me down for it. But see, see, when I'm on the park playing, right, and somebody shouts something, I I, I don't give a flying fuck, right? I, I'm like, uh, I must be doing something to annoy them. But I I used to say, well. See, see if you're out there, 90 minutes, you can shout what you want, who cares? Sticks and stones in my book, right? But once you're outside that stadium, wrap it, you know, you're, right. you're not allowed. But the, then you've got to consider that there's kids at the games. So you, you, you can't really say that. The, the fact that we're taking steps to eradicate it at the root, I think is fantastic, man. We are, and, and I think, um, as you see, get to the root of the problem, it, it's education for a lot of people as well. So listen, Brian, mate, I really appreciate you coming on the show, man. I really I really do appreciate it. I know I've been chasing your ass for a while to get you on, but uh, finally caught you in a day off, man, and you've been a great guest. Thanks uh, very much. Honestly, it's been, it's been superb. Great, great hosts as well, honestly, um, any time. 
I've I'll got other stories I can tell you, but... Well, we'll, we'll get you on another time, but I'll keep I, in mind um, to, to, to keep, take you off the standby list, mate. I'll, but I'll, I could. Aye. Right. I'll put in a wee wobbly station yet again. Oh, I'm at, I'm at Springburn. I'm a gaffer, so I don't go standby. Oh, it's a so the second point, isn't it? Aye. 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 Aye, the midget motor. Hey, you. Mate, I'll remember to try and get you a few goals next time we play the girl, my man. Right, return the favour. Brilliant, mate. Excellent. <laughs> That's a nice jersey you're wearing there, Stevie. You've been getting a lot of these retro taps, haven't you? A lot, mate. I've got another six on the way. Brilliant. I've ordered three as well. Aye, I've, I've got a few waiting in the wings as well, man. I, honest to God, I can't wait to, to get them. I'm loving them. Mm-hmm. I must admit, Stevie, where did you get that one for? This one's for three retro. Three retro.com trips. That's the place to go for your retro taps. But they've got a huge range of officially licensed retro football shirts and jackets for club and country from the 50s to the noughties. You can get Rangers, Celtic, Scotland as well as loads of English, Italian, German and Spanish teams. And if you're watching the YouTube version, you'll be able to see this AC Milan tap trip. She's like it. Love it, mate. That's a belter. What what, what, what area is that for? Area is that for? That is 88, I think. Aye. Aye. That's what Jank, Jank, yep. uh, Medio Lanham was the sponsor Aye. between, um, I think it was 87 and 90. Aye. Aye. Are you Gosaki days? Aye, beautiful, man. What, what a side. What a side that was, man. Van Basten, Hullet, uh, Rijkaard, Maldini, Baresi, Cassotti. Some say it's one of the best club sides ever. Ever, man. That's what they say, I, man. Like, I'll take that AC Milan club, that AC Milan team over any team that I've seen since I've been a football fan. Ah, uh, me too, man. Easy. Free retro offer worldwide delivery and in the UK it's free on orders over £50. You can get top starting at just £25. So they're great value. So if you want to get involved, we have the links up on our social channels at Football Daft Pod on Twitter and just Football Daft on Facebook. You can get them at three, that's your number three, Retro all one word.com. Please show your support for the podcast by ordering through the link. You will find us on our socials. So get kitted out for the new season and have your mates asking, where did you get that? With three retro. Football daft. Big question. I've got an issue with one of, one of the punters with the, with the uh, sent in. Right. Well, man. Uh, see the Scotland one that he says uh, it, the worst one was the pink and yellow umbro one. It's got odd wee dashes and all that. That wasn't a Scotland tap. That was a top that they wore in the, uh, the... It was a game that they played at the end of the season and it was all the best foreign players in Scotland versus Scotland and the foreign ah, players wore that jersey. Trivia, mate. Aye, so Ross McLeod, you've got it all wrong. Well, every club pretty much is their new strip out right now, and let's face it, there's some belters and there's some howlers. So this week we ask, what's the best and worst strip your club has ever had? I don't mm. really, I, I don't, I can't say that there's been many Rangers taps that I haven't really liked. I've always, I've never went. Nah, I'm no, I mean, obviously sometimes some are better than us, but there's none that I've re- really went. Oh, that's that's honking. The only taps you know when I look, see, see, see the only ones that when I look back and I go. Oh no, it's not because of the design, it's because of the memories. See, whenever I, I see Blackthorn, mm. it gives me the fear. When, when I see Blackthorn, I think of Ian Black. Aye. And I think of just horrible times. Aye. Who was the guy you signed for Motherwell, the bald guy? What was his name again? Nicky, Nicky Law. Nicky Law. Nicky, aye. aye. He, he was a Blackthorn, wasn't he? 
Aye, aye. there was uh, there was John Daly. I'm sure he was he a Blackthorn as well. He was a Blackthorn. And do you know what as well? I, can, I remember Hello, as well, right? When when see when they advertised that, Bob, you will be able to find this in Google, right? But the advert, the, the, the actual promo shot for it, right? All the players had the same size of shots, and they were fucking massive on the like, treble size, weren't they? See them, I right? <laughs> I remember it, it. Utter ridiculous, man! It was embarrassing. So that just, aye. That was it. What's your favourite Rangers stat, lads? Oh, that's a good. I'm going to go for, without a doubt, probably '94 to '96. The one that just reminds me of Gaza with it, with it, with the three Adidas stripes on each side. Eight in a row. Uh, the eight in a row one. Mm-hmm. What about you, Ryan? Sorry, Stevie. What's your favourite? I was torn trying to think of it, but I actually think the most recent one was the see the the one with the gold trim, the Celtic one. Yeah. That's, I think that's probably my favourite. The invincible stat. I like to call. What about you, Stevie? See, I spoke to Grado about this. He says it reminds it reminds him of a loss in ten in a row. The Nike, the Coons Lager with the Nike tick. But it also reminds me of Advocates first season when we when the when the league parked. Is that the one that was like kind of gradient? It was a darker blue, then a red yeah. line, then a lighter blue. Yeah, that's exactly. I, and I had a call on the night tick. That was a nice. Do you know? Do you want to know what? I've got a wee story about that. See the see the season that Rangers uh, brought the jerseys out. Me and my wee cousin and my mum and dad, man, we were in Benidorm, right? And we went into this just a wee corner sports shop. The jerseys weren't out yet, and they had the Rangers home, the Rangers away, and the Rangers club, the new night ones. Right, mm-hmm. and my wee cousin Ryan got the remember the jersey, it was white and it had a gradient black with wee grey gray stripes. It was the away jersey, remember that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. My wee yeah. cousin got that, and see when he brought it back, everybody was like, That's fake, that's fake, that's fake, that's fake. And it had it genuinely about two months before the jerseys come out. And Do I don't, I've got no idea how this wee shop got these strips. Remember the pure Snyder at a Rangers tap with the kind of Union flag on it? Oh, do you know what? I remember, right? I remember. By the way, see if they'd have brought that out, they would have sold about 50 billion copies here. (laughs) They did anyway. Everybody can come back with Turkey with them. I remember the guy in Turkey sitting in a castle (laughs) on Rangers jerseys. My my brother bought me one back, and I think this was before it was all over the internet about fucking they're all fake and all that. And obviously, I knew this one was a Snyder. But I thought that is quality, and I put it on my Instagram. I had it up for two minutes, man. I got absolutely <laughs> horse, man. What the fuck you doing, fake da, da, da. I didn't fucking click on. I was like, delete, 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 get it off. Can <laughs> everybody was getting pelted up for it? But it's it's funny, man, because like, you, you still see some folk walking about with them. You like, can I tell one story, right? About about fake stuff, right? And it's it's not a fabbatap, right? <laughs> I remember when I remember I was sixteen year old, right? And uh, there was something Stevenson selling Stone Island jackets, right? And I thought, right, you're 16, oh, I like Stone Island jacket, you're dancing, get in there, right? And I paid £60 for it, right? And I thought it was gallus. I wore it, I wore it uh, up to Glasgow one day, it showed me my pals. And uh, I come back and I was like, my pals were like, you sure that's real? And I'm like, it's, mate, it's well real, man, well real. Went on the internet, it had, a, it had a yellow stripe on it, right? Typed into Google, yellow striped Stone Island jacket. <laughs> Every result, fake, 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 yellow stripe, yellow stripe, fake it, Stone Island jacket, right? So I was mortified with it, and I'm like, right, I need to get rid of this. I paid about £60 for it. So I put it on eBay, right? And it was stinker, jute, and fucking be on everything night for me walking about in Glasgow. And uh, I stuck it up for just, I think, it, like 10 pence. And you see, I thought if I, get, if I get 30, 40 pound back, I'll be delighted. Made you know, I ended up selling for like £180. <laughs> <laughs> I made a fucking pun off it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. 
Mm. I hope that person that bought the yellow striped Stone Island jacket isn't watching this show, Gretel. <laughs> Me, <laughs> I was when I was 16, I worked at McDonald's, man. I've got to tell you, I think, uh, getting back to the football kits, lads, sorry. Uh, I think my, my favourite one, uh, I can't decide between three. It's the one that you said, Ryan. The, the Scottish Cup final versus Airdrie when Big Pierre scored the goal. And uh, the Seville season one, ironically, uh, it was just like the three, the, the three day jerseys are so different. Mm-hmm. But I love all of them equally, and I can't decide. But we've had some channels, I know, haven't we? What about you, lads? Have you had some channels? Hey, can but I ask I, you, too? Can I ask you something about um, one of the Celtic taps? Uh-huh. See the one, the Ford that had the blue on it. Can you remember at the time, was there any Celtic fans that were raging because there was a bit of blue on it? Well, mate, do you know that? Genuinely, that, that strip came out when I was at primary school, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember saying to my teacher, it's got red, white, and blue on it, and she's like, "No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't." And she didn't look at the she didn't look at the sponsor. The sponsor was Ford Peoples. The Peoples Aye. sign was red, and the red. Ford sign was blue and white. Aye. Right. And anyway, uh, I, I, I don't remember there being much a much a uh, kick up about it. To be honest with you, but if there was social media back then, mm-hmm. if there was social media back then, they would have been forced to change the strip and all that. But I was, I was a honking top, but it's that honking that everybody loves it now. That's what I'm saying. There's all these taps that, in their day, everybody they hated. But now they sell go. for the most money. Aye. And yeah, that's because you. nobody bought them, Gredo. See, nobody bought them because they were Shanner, so they're, they're quite, they're they're quite rare. rare. But see that, see that grey one that we brought out last season? Mm-hmm. That grey one with the pink, the pink chevron on it? Mm-hmm. Aye. That's the worst selling Celtic kit of all time, I think. Right? And... They never wore it once. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan. Did no, you're right. No. Did they not wear that? No, no I mean, never wore it once. Me and my right? mates so, that before. I thought we wore it at least once, but they never. See that jersey? See in, see in the future, that jersey will go for a fucking fortune. Aye. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll, talk about some of the, we'll talk about some of the jerseys that uh, the listeners and the viewers have sent in. Now we've got, we've got Ross McLeod. Ross, I, I've already spoke to you about the away jersey that you've sent, but that's not, that wasn't actually a Scotland tap. But, the home top that you've said is the best one is the one where we beat France home and away. Remember that jersey? Aye, uh, yeah. uh, remember McFadden when he was wearing the away with a big salt fire on it, mind? Aye, and he aye. scored one for about 7,000 yards away. Mm-hmm. Well, that home top's the one where Gary Caldwell put one in for fucking two yards away. <laughs> and we remember we beat the world champions home and away. And fucking, that's still never qualified. What the hell? Rab Wheels sent in the, the yellow. Scotland tap for where would that be about night? Was that for the, the World that Cup? Was ni- that was France ninety eight. Aye, which it's Craig Burley scored in that jersey. Craig Burley celebrating my native. Aye, <laughs> that's right. Man, run away. That's what you say, Gregor. It's Craig Burley that tap. Right. Well, for me, I I, I think of Gary Mac- Gary McAllister when I look at that tap. Ross Wayne, who sent in Falkirk kits, White Hummel was a beezer. The worst was a Lecoq sportif. By the way, you said White Hummel was a beezer. It's actually White Hummel Beezer. That's a fucking sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Keep that in, that's funny. I thought Ross Wayne had wrote the White Hummel one's a beezer. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. We've got Ewan McIntosh that's uh, sent in a couple of Partick Thistle jerseys. Uh, the best one, 1979 to 1983 Umbro home kit. 
the worst one, split TFG kit. Um, I, I, that wasn't very Partick Thistle that one, wasn't it, no? I remember they brought up a Partick Thistle, sorry, Partick Thistle brought up a pink tap one year because my mate Ricky played for him and he could get as many Partick taps as you want it and I swear one holiday, everyone is was decked out in Partick Thistle gear that full holiday, the home strip, the away strip, the goalie strip, the fucking training taps, the full lot and one of them was a Stevie, pink. Stevie, you know I've heard that story but I heard it last week. Uh, did anyway. I tell that last week? <laughs> Mate, I thought I maybe said it on the radio, I'm getting fucking muddled up. Or wrestling daft, no? <laughs> Football daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notatfaultclaims.com. It's now time for our Beer 52 teaser for your chance to win a case of beer. All you have to do is answer the question that we give to you. Last week, we asked you to guess the footballer from the clue. And the clue was, I am a Champions League winner who said two spells in England and one in Scotland. I scored 25 Premiership goals and 64 appearances and played in France before retiring in 2005. Who am I? Now, I got it right away. The answer was, of course, Fabrizio Ravanelli. So, congrats to Pedro at Pedro188867. Who's that? He supports Bob. At Pedro. That's weird, isn't it? Pedro at Pedro. 188867. That's a, that's a huge scratch. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Pedro Cucina, Pedro Mendes. By the way, what all I'll say is I never, I never picked the winner. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Ryan, could you surprise you pick the winner? Um, actually, no, I never picked the winner. My girlfriend picked the winner. Seriously? No, I just, I just gave her, I gave her like numbers one to, I think it was thirteen people that got it right, and she just picked number twelve, and that was Pedro. Just used to sitting, if you go there, sitting with your Adidas taps on, all that, then Pedro. <laughs> 1888, 67s, we're on that. We're taking over. I'm an even keel now, boys. There's no fucking John about Tinker, I know. Hey, you're on an even keel every week. We just saw John's the same or not. That's all. He's a Falkirk fan. Football, that's F-O-O-T-B-A-L-L, football. Which team does not have any letters from the word football in their name? I've got one, Crew. Crew, is it the Crew Alexander? Have I fucking... Crew, I Crew Alexandra. Ah, oh, shit, okay. Aye, okay. Right, well, you can enter to win by comment on the Football Daft Facebook page or tweet your answer to at Football Daft Pod. Winners must be over 18 and stay in the UK. For your information, Beer 52 is a monthly subscription service for beer, which they source from some of the greatest small batch breweries around the world. I can attest to that. Some of the beer that they provide us is absolutely phenomenal. And you can get free beer from them right now. All you need to do is go to beer52.com forward slash staff. We can sort you free beers if you cover just the 4095, the 495 for the postage. So just go to beer52.com forward slash staff. That's the word beer and the numbers five and two dot com to get your first case of beers for absolutely free. Right, please welcome to the show the Trinidadian legend, football player, big centre half, one of the best players. In fact, hold on, what did I say? I've been going fucking intro. What do I The producer what, usually what? gives me an intro, Marvin. He's fucking no go, man. I'm trying Cradle, why should he swear? That's a minister. I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. He is all the way from Trinidad and Tobago, played as a centre half. He played with Levinson, Rangers, Rafe Rovers. You played for a town called Motown as well, didn't you? Yeah. Could he, 
Queen of the South <laughs> Rex. By the way, up. Marvin, the halftime tunes must have been decent in that stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please welcome the star of the show all the way from which church are you in? Which church are you in these days? Zion Praise Centre, Kokori. The Zion, please welcome all the way from the Zion Praise Centre, star of Keep Believing, hashtag Keep Believing, Marvin Andrews. Marvin, how are you doing? I'm very well, my man, very well. Very Sorry, mate. Somewhere. That was probably the worst thing. man. That was absolutely <laughs> terrible. I'm, I'm mortified, actually. They want you laughing, Marvin. <laughs> Why are you mortified? <laughs> you do this all the time. I know, but he usually writes intros and I've had to make it up. He said to make his own one up. Oh, see. He did it to Gredo, man. The worst one he gave it to. to no, I've got a... I can't, I, I can't believe in the intro you didn't mention Helicopter Sunday, man. No, I know. That was for me. That was for my benefit, Marvin. Like, in, the, in the intro, it should have been like... Rafe Rovers, Livingston, but most notably well known for the Helicopter Sunday Keep Believing hero, Marvin Andrews. Exactly. I would have went for this one. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Rafe Rovers, Livingston Rangers, Rafe Rovers, Rafe Rovers, Man, <laughs> Hamilton Academical, Queen of the South, Queen of the South, Wrexham, Kirk and Tillock, Rob Roy, Albion Rovers, Forfar Athletic, Elgin City, Montrose and Clyde Superstar, Marvin Marvin. I tell you, that's a hell of a lineup of clubs you've got there, Marvin, is it no? They're clubs in Tiger Woods. <laughs> Wait. Well, Marvin, tell me about your time at Albion Rovers. <laughs> Marvin, what I really wanted to ask you, right? This is it's, I've been I've been wondering about this. What's happening with the church in lockdown? What do you do? What's, are you just doing it for the house or what happens? Yeah, just, just praying the house. Um, that is it. Um, Christ, Christianity obviously is, you don't have to go to church. The Bible says you have, you you know, you need to go to church to for fellowship, obviously with, with people, but it's more a personal thing than anything else. So it's more, as I said, is you know, you, I, I pray every day and, you know, talk to God every day. So it's more a personal thing than a group mm -hmm. thing. You know, I think going to church is more about the fellowship with one another, coming together and praising God together as a family or as, you know, a group of people. But Christianity and believing in God is more a personal thing than a group thing. Mm -hmm. I get that. But what about, the, what about the singing element? How do you, do, do you, I mean, obviously we all know you're, a, you're some <laughs> chanter, Marvin. <laughs> but I take it you must be missing that singing with the, with, with the groups and, and the gospel and stuff like that, the choir. Yeah, yeah, you you miss the you miss the singing and as I, you know as I oh, said earlier. Marvin is, is it, sorry, I'm I'm completely ignorant to this, right? I do apologise, but mm -hmm. is, is, your, is your church like one of the ones that you see in in the movies, like the the, the proper like singing and dancing and all that? Because nah, I'm that, I'm wanting involved <laughs> in that. No, no, my my church is not a big gospel church. Oh, right, okay. Like, with a big choir. We don't have like a big choir or anything like that. We have a sing song. We have a sing, singing in the church. We have our wee tambourines and a bit drumming. And, you know, we well, clap I, I that chapel. When I used yeah. to go to chapel, it was just a woman that couldn't sing, singing. <laughs> but, I mean, some buzz. Yeah, how are you? How are you coping with lockdown, Marvin? Are you, are you nah. all right? Well, in I, fact, I, you, you healed your own knee. So I'm sure you're getting through lockdown, no bother. <laughs> Now, as, as lockdown is, is not a bother for me at all, bro. I, I just get on with it. 
everyday life, as I say, you know, I pray and ask God for protection, guidance. I keep happy. I, you know, I do a lot of reading or watch, you know, documentaries and stuff. So I get through my day fine. I do my, go and do my exercising, running most of the days and stuff like that. So lockdown for me is, it's just like a normal day. It doesn't really, it doesn't really bother me to be honest. I just get on with it because I'm, I'm just a natural happy and joyful person anyway, that's, regardless of what we need, man. Honestly, <laughs> just listening to you, Marvin, it's great to see somebody that's so positive. It's actually raising my mood. I'm feeling great. <laughs> I know. I'm feeling great now. I know. I'm going, I'm going out for a jog after this. <laughs> I'm going to go that far. <laughs> so, Marvin, see, see when you were growing up, yeah. did, you, did you support a team? Well, growing up in Trinidad and Tobago, you, you're growing up in Trinidad and Tobago, you didn't really support any club team most of the time. Like, when I grew up in Trinidad and Tobago, the, only, the most football you used to get on the TV was a bit of um, Italian football on a Sunday. Oh, a bit of Italian football on a Saturday. So you get to learn about AC Milan, um, Sam Dory at that time. That's where you, you get to see, you know, Mancini and, and these, you know, oh. these men at that time. Mate, that, so good. So yeah, good. So, who so was your team? I, I, I like AC Milan, but I like Sam Doria as well at that time. Uh, the, was that at the time when Sam Doria had Ruth Hullet and David Platt and stuff like that? And uh, Roberto yeah. Mancini? I, I yeah, was, just, what a time for Italian football that was, man. Yeah. Yeah, so the, re, re, the, as I say, that, that time Italian football was at its peak. As I say, growing up in Trinidad and Tobago, you always used to get the Sunday highlights of Italian football in Trinidad and Tobago. And apart from that, everybody support Brazil as you know, World, Cup, World Cup team. Everybody was, was Brazil fan in Trinidad and Tobago at that time. Ah, uh, man. So what was it like playing football with Dwight York? That must have been a bit mental. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was it was really good because as I said, he, you know, when he played, he played with with um with Manchester United and you know with, with all his achievements, scoring all his goals, he and Andy Cole up front. And then, you know, coming with him to be side by side with him in the national team was, you know, always a pleasure and an honor, you know, to be on the same pitch with him and in training and you know having a laugh with him in the dressing room and stuff like that. Did they tell you any stories about Jordan? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't mention it. He probably did it to his closer friends, but he didn't, he didn't mention it to the group at all. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 do you know who I always loved as well? Russell Latipi. I loved Russell Latipi. Yeah. In, Tr in Trinidad and Tobago, Russell Latipi is considered the greatest footballer. Of really? Yeah, he's, he's the most, in Trinidad, there are, a lot of people say there are a lot of players who didn't obviously get the opportunity that were better than him and stuff like that. But if you, in those days when you, there's football in Trinidad and Tobago, people will come to the stadium more to see Russell Latipi than Dwight York. Really? That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. He was such a technically gifted football player. Though, exactly. exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and, and that, that is why, as I said, he used to call him the little magician in Trinidad nice. and Tobago because he, he was so tiny, but the things he do with the ball, the, his ability on the ball, you, you're thinking to yourself. At one point, I thought he could have been, 
you know, one of the world's best players. So, Marvin, on your first move to Scotland, you joined Raith Rovers mm-hmm. uh, nine, around about 1997, <clears> I think. Uh, how did that? How did that move come about? Was it like? Right. Well, well, well. What originally happened is that I came over in, I think it's August, September time into Scotland. But I, I came. I flew into Glasgow. I met um, Steve Archibald, and mm-hmm. he he brought me. And I had a two weeks trial at Motherwell. Alec McLeish was the manager at that time, uh-huh. but I, he didn't sign me because I was too young. I, I was only 21 years of age. I didn't have any experience about Scottish football. He was looking for a more experienced centre half at that time, so he didn't sign me. So Jimmy Nickel and Alex Smith was at Great Rovers at that time. They invited me up for um, a trial as well after. So I, I went on a two-week trial at Great at Great Rovers Football Club after after Motherwell, and obviously I, I signed um, a two-year contract at um, Great Rovers Football Club. But I didn't. I had to leave the country for four months to f- apply for my work permit. Right. So I didn't yeah. come back to Scotland until February 1998 right. to sign the contract. Um, Marvin, what was your first impressions of Scotland as soon as you got here? What did you What did you think about it? What was your first thoughts? Super cool country. Really? <laughs> Very cool. Very, and, that, and that was in September, August, September. Oh, that, which for you all, is, that, that is still summer. <laughs> <laughs> the team you played for was like Paul Hartley, Danny Lennon, you'd Craig Dark. Did you find it easy fitting into that team, Marvin? Did you find it easy like, adapting to the banter with the boys here and stuff? Yeah, well, obviously, yeah, I, first and foremost, I was trying to get used to the Scottish twang. <laughs> the, the way you all... <laughs> And in the same token, they were trying to understand what I'm saying because I'm from Trinidad and I'm just speaking fast. Blah, 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 blah. They was like, eh? Eh? What are you saying? <laughs> so it was very different, you know, at, at first to, to understand, you know, the, the, the language barrier, even though we were both speaking English, but in our own, own um, dialect of, you know, Scottish and Trinidadian. So, but, you know, eventually, you know, my training, I was trying to get used to the pitch. The game was much faster in Scotland. Getting used to the weather, getting used to the, the heavy pitches and stuff like that. And training with these, you know, players who are actually professional. Because before I came to Scotland, I never knew anything about professional football. I only played semi-professional football in Trinidad and Tobago. And I represent my country at national under 18 level. That is all, all the experience I had. That what came close to professional football. So everything that I came over, well, I was still learning about how to be a professional footballer. But you said that getting back to uh, Steve Archibald bringing you over, how did that come about? Did, did, did he have scouts <clears throat> over in Trinidad? Right. Or? right. Well, 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 what happened that when I was in Trinidad and Tobago, I worked at a brewery called Carib. Those are one of the teams that I played for, but they didn't have it on the list. C-A-R-I-B. So it was a brewery where I worked there part-time and I played football with them part-time. So the general manager, there was a guy called Tim Nafziger. He was the general manager. He loved football. He used to support us by helping us with buying boots and shin pads and getting equipment for us. He saw the way that I played because I represent Trinidad and Tobago at national under 18 level at that time. And obviously he saw my, my talent that I had that I could, you know, become a better player going abroad. So he bought me a ticket and he said, I'm sending you to Scotland. I was like, where? Mm. He said, Scotland. I didn't have a clue where Scotland was. 
I went and did my research with my mates and asked them, you know, about Scotland. Because in Trinidad and Tobago, you used to get a little bit of English football. I always remember the, the cup final between Liverpool and Everton. In I, think, right. in, I, think, I don't know if it's 1995 or 96 was the FA Cup final between them. And you get a bit of, so I learned about John Barnes and Ian Rush and, and Peter Beersley and all these guys. So I didn't know anything about Scotland. Then you do your research. Everybody will tell you the same thing. Scotland snows. Snow, <laughs> it snows in that country. Because in Trinidad and Tobago, the snow that you all see on the ground, you only see that in your refrigerator in Trinidad and Tobago. When you go to the snow cone, man, to buy a snow cone, that's the only time you see that kind of ice. Other than that, you don't see that type of ice at all in Trinidad. That's crazy, man. Marvin, you played um, Ray for a couple of years. You made 63 appearances and scoring five goals. So mm -hmm. you must have made a good impression. And Livingston come in for you. How did that come about, going to Livingston? Right. Well, in, um, when it was the, the season of 2000, 1999, I think 1999 to 2000, or 2000 to 2001, um, Ray Prove was, you know, was in the, in the, what we call the first division at that time. You call it the championship now. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Livingston was the, they were the big team. They had all the money, they were buying all the top players because they wanted to get promoted to the league. And at that time, yeah, Peter Hedderston was the manager, and you know, Kenny Black. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were the manager at Red Rovers at that time. Before um, John McVeigh, because John McVeigh ended up leaving, you know, I think in, in the season before that. Peter Hedderston and, and Kenny Black, they took over after that. And we, I think it was the third game of the season, of, of that season in 2000. Um, Livingston... We went to play Livingston at Livingston. They were the top team. And I always remember, you know, um, Kenny, Ke Kenny and him saying here, and um, Peter, Mark, you know, we need, we need to get one over Livingston because they think they're the top team. They think they're going to just cruise the league and stuff like that. And we went there and we, we, we beat them, I think, 3-1? 3-1? 3-1 or 3-0 or, or something like that. 3-1 or 4-1. And I scored two goals. I scored a, a header from a corner and I scored one with my foot, <laughs> which, was, oh, which was very unlikely. <laughs> and so after, after that game, live, um, Red Rovers was going through a bit of, they were close to going into administration. So they had to try and sell their, their, their best players to try to bring in some money to keep the club running. So they sold me. Um, Stevie Tosh and Alec Burns mm -hmm. to Livingston on a, a, a deal. I don't know, I don't know how much we, they paid for us, but they made a deal with Livingston after that game for me, myself, Stevie Tosh and Alec Burns. And that is how I went to Livingston in, um, in I think it's August or September 2000. So do you reckon that uh, Wraith Rovers almost going into administration has got a huge part in... Uh, the fact that you went on to become such such a, a good player in Scottish football, you know? Well, yeah, well, you, you can say that because, as I say, you know, you know, the, the way, as you can say, the way God works, the way how life things, you know, things have an awkward way of just planning out at the end. It maybe look horrible, but because but at the same time, if they didn't sell me, myself, Stevie Tosh and Alec Burns, the club would have probably folded. Uh -huh. and go into administration. So, as I say, you, when you look at it, 
it is you know is a key a key factor in me moving on from Red Rovers, you know, to Livingston, and then obviously my my career just started blossoming from there after that. Yeah, after Red Rovers, uh, sorry, after Livingston, that's when that's when it happened. Um, <laughs> that's, that's 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 when you made that's when you made your move to the evil side. <laughs> I can't, I can't believe you're a good God-fearing man and you signed for Rangers for God's sake, Marvin. <laughs> but, but, but that is why, what is it, is Psalm 95 or Psalm 96? Well, he's our right. God and we are the people. And that's ah, the where you go, you rascal. <laughs> that's what the Bible says, no? Uh, but does it not say, you in, but does it not say in Philippians 25, 12, uh-huh. Thou shalt not sign for Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just talk about Rangers, man. That's what I want to get to. <laughs> you, 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 need, you, you need to send me that Bible that you're reading. I'll, get, I'll, I'll send it over to you. Send, send me a copy of that Philippian. I find, I find it in a Garm Gad hotel. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Marvin, yeah. how, how did it feel signing for the most successful football club in the world? Well, when I signed for Rangers, I just wanted, I was just happy. You understand? Because when I first came to Scotland, all you heard, you know, when I was in Glasgow, I was at Motherwell, all you hear is about Rangers and Celtic, the, the, the battle and stuff like that. I never knew that time it was one of the greatest rivalry in the world. I didn't know Rangers were the most successful team in the world at that time. Because when somebody would have asked me, who's the most successful team in the world? You thinking of a Barcelona or AC Milan or Inter Milan or, you know, you know, these type of clubs were Manchester United, not knowing it was the famous Glasgow Rangers. So when I actually signed for Rangers, I was, I was really over the moon, really happy because I'm, I'm going to, you know, play for one of the, the biggest clubs in the country and also in the world. So it was a, a really great feeling for me. I was very nervous at the same time because you're playing for a club where, Losing or drawing a game is not acceptable. It's all about win, 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 and win. I came from clubs where you can draw a game here or there, or you can lose a game here or there, and it's not a big deal. The manager mightn't be happy, but you, you, you take the rubber the green. To a club where you must win every game regardless, once you put on that shirt. So at the same time, I was happy, I was excited, but I was very nervous, you know, going into such a big establishment. Aye, because if you go to, even like going through where you played, then playing at Ibrox, you know yourself, the Rangers mm-hmm. fans are really, really hard to please. If yeah. after 20 minutes, 30 minutes, it's still now, mm-hmm. now, whatever, you've not made many chances, they're right on your back. Yeah, yeah. You must yeah. Well, is it, the thing, that, and, and that is just the, the trait of the club. They have that demanding way about them because... Yeah. That, that is what makes them the most successful club in the world. That's why they win all this championship is because they have the attitude about winning. They know yeah. anything else, you understand? So that's why they try to be so hard on the, the you know, the, as you say, if they don't score after eight minutes or 10 minutes in the first half, depends on the team that you're playing, you know, yeah. they will be really hard hard on the, um, the players to try to get them going. Marvin, was there any players uh, in the dressing room that would pull you aside before say, your first Old Firm game and, and try to tell you what the Rangers and Celtic rivalry was like and how, how important it was? Was there anybody there that was, you know, was there any right Rangers men that spoke to you? Well, well I all, what I always remember when we first signed, 
you know, if you talk to Aliqui and, and other guys as well, when they when we signed that last season, I think it was it was five or six new players came in, myself, Boom Song, Alec Ray, um <clears throat> Nacho Novo, I think you know, was part of that. Perso. Perso, the mm. dad, big dad as well. So so but when we first came into the club, they gave us a a booklet, but with also a DVD. Really? Yeah, so that so that you can read and see the history of the club, what it means to play for the club. That's hey, interesting. It's a short of DVD yeah. now, isn't it, my man? Huh? It's a short of DVD now, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> fuck off, though. <laughs> Marvin, just ignore him. <laughs> yeah, no, well, Marvin's locking me up. He's pushing me still. I, I, I realise that at the moment. <laughs> I'm sitting there drinking so, juice, what? Yeah, so, so, so what? At that time, we get a wee booklet and a, a little DVD to watch to see the history of the club, what the club stands for, what it means to play for the club, what it means to represent the club. So we had a rough idea. But when it comes to the old film game, mm -hmm. obviously the manager just come and tell you, obviously it's one of the biggest games you will play when it comes to the, playing for this club. is your biggest rivalry and, you know, stuff like that. But we had a rough idea of it when we first came in by, by them giving us this um, little book and the DVD to watch the history of the club and to know what it means to play for Rangers. Answer me this though. See, when mm -hmm. you went to Rangers, did you ever, did you ever dig Alex McQueen up for not signing you for Motherwell? <laughs> no, I never. Because when I look at it, I, I tell people it's probably part of God's plan. It, was, it plan. wasn't that time frame to send, you know, because when I look at it, I believe that Alex McQueen saw, saw my ability, he saw my capability, but I still wasn't ready at that time. So I mm -hmm. think that's why he allowed me to, to go on, you know, learn the game a little more, become a little more experienced in the Scottish game especially. And I think that's why, he, obviously, he signed, I think, seven years or six years and a half later, he signed me for, for Rangers, which is probably the, the best thing could have happened. <laughs> so, Marvin, let's, let's get to that. Easter Road. 22nd of May, 2005. Yes. <laughs> right, so you're getting into the game. What was it? Two, Celtic two points ahead. Then it, they, won, they, they won at Motherwell, it's over. But you you had this whole thing. It was like, keep believing, keep believing. It was becoming like yeah. a, every Rangers fan was saying it to themselves. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So how, just talk us through that day. Right, well, to, to make it, <clears throat> obviously, because a lot of people just talk about Helicopter Sunday on the day that we won the league and stuff like that. But the build-up to it was, you know, is, is well documented with me doing my ACL. Yeah, your injury, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So I, I did my ACL in February, I think February or March of that same year. Mm -hmm. So we were, I think at that time we were two points clear, Celtic were two points clear ahead of us or one point or something along that line. Um, I missed the, the, um, the League Cup final because of damaging my knee. Mm -hmm. And then I, I did, a, did a scan. They told me, I've done my ACL. That's my season over. Because mm -hmm. I, I, I was not supposed to be still playing in that season. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. I remember from that. A, from, from a doctor's perspective, I was supposed to have a surgery and being in my house on crutches or, you know, gain recovery. I'm not supposed to be playing. 
I was going to say that. Can you maybe just go and see if Kathich is okay then? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I already get a few tweets on Twitter. <laughs> so, so I, I, because it happens all the time now. Any person has knee problem, go and see Big Mouth. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so to get back to the story, just as I said, my faith was really pumped up and I, I believe that God can do anything. So after six weeks, it was the old firm game. There was five games to go. That's when the first, I think, the, the trial, the split with five games to go. The first game we had to play was Celtic at home. I just came back six weeks. You know, I, I get through my, my injury six weeks. Alec McLeish, I was back in training. They was thinking... The physios and doctors was watching me every day. They're thinking I was a madman. Mm -hmm. Every day, I came into Murray Park. They would see me doing my exercising, and they are thinking, is this guy crazy? Uh, you understand? Did they not so, get you to sign a waiver, Marvin, or something like that? Because right, you didn't well, take surgery? I said, you know, I, I didn't, I, I cut out it. Uh, what happened eventually, talking to McLeish and them, I told them that God will heal my knee because it came out into the papers. Because after I saw the doctor, the doctor was preparing me to go in for surgery, preparing the days and stuff like that. I said, Doc, I'm not going to take a surgery. God is going to heal my knee. He almost crashed his car when I told him that. <laughs> <laughs> because he's thinking to himself, Mom, this is your career here, man. This is not just a, a simple ankle injury or a wee sprain or a muscle injury. This is your career. If you get this wrong, your career can be finished. I said, don't worry, Doc. God will heal my knee. The next thing, obviously, it made the papers. The back, I was in the papers every day. Marvin reject medical advice from Rangers, doctors, to say God will heal his knee. Everybody had the opinion. People who damaged the ACL came out in the papers. They showed me ex-players. They, they even brought um, Durant, um, Ian Durant, picture yeah. when he damaged yeah. his knee at Aberdeen. Uh, all these ex-players careers was ended because of the same ACL. So I tell them, no, God will heal money. Then we had a big meeting at, at Murray Park. You had um, David Murray, all his, 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 his staff, all the doctors, all the, the physios in the room, all of them on one side, and me and God, they're sitting on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that was brilliant that you got me come to the meeting, Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> So me and God showed up at the meeting and they said to me, they said, Marv, you know, we respect your faith. We respect your belief, or, you know, your belief in God and stuff. But we need to do what is best for Rangers Football Club. So we just wanted to let you know that based on you rejecting our advice from the medical standpoint, we like to, you know, give you a disclaimer so that you sign so that you take full responsibility if anything goes wrong with your knee from here on out. So that if I damage my knee or my knee collapsed in training or wherever, I cannot sue Rangers or cannot, you know, you know, make the club pay for my decision. So I signed the disclaimer by faith, believing that. And all that time, my knee was massive. I, my knee, the size of my knee was unbelievable. <laughs> but the faith that I had in God, I said, no problem. I will trust God that God will look after me. So I signed the disclaimer. I took full responsibility. If anything happened to me, it's my full responsibility. So a lot of people don't know. Those times when I was playing for Rangers, 
I wasn't under insurance from Marine Justice Football Club. My insurance was gone. And a lot of people didn't know that. So, so, so that is why when it came up to that thing, when we played Celtic, Celtic beat us 2-1 at home. I think I was fault for one of the goals against um, that, um, <clears throat> that, that Celtic scored. So they beat us 2-1. And everybody thought it's over. Four games remaining. Celtic five points clear. The league is over. Celtic, I think, have three out of the remaining four games at home. There's no way Rangers can win this league. Then they interviewed me. I say, it's not over until God says it's over. Keep believing. And that was it. And it, it just, it just expired. And what I think made that statement so, so made the fans believe that statement so much because after Celtic beat us, they played Hibs on the Saturday at home, mm -hmm. and Hibs beat them three 0 Three two, was and, it not? Yeah. You know, three two. No, that was two thousand nine. You're talking so about. How is this not made into a Hollywood movie? It is, you couldn't erase that. Stevie, Stevie, I was legitimately, legitimately about to say that. I, say, I was going to say, see if this was near the Rangers, I'd go and watch a movie about this. <laughs> <laughs> so, the final day of the season, see when you hear the Rangers fans, the crowd <clears throat> just cheering when Motherwell have equalised, and yeah. then Motherwell score again. Were you not just on there going, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen oh, e even though, even though I told after all this, as I said, we went up to Aberdeen, we beat Aberdeen and it came down to two points and it remained like that till Easter Road <clears throat> and then they, they were playing Motherwell. So what you're but, telling me here is Marvin, it was actually God that turned that helicopter around. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Because you needed somebody with a really big hand to turn <laughs> He's got big horns, big old shovel horns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so on the time at Easter Road, obviously we you know we, we drove up there and you know Alec McLeese, you know, said his bit in the dressing room that you know we don't want to regret anything this game. Go out, win the game. If Celtic win their game and win the league, so be it. But we don't want, we mess up here, Celtic mess up, and we miss opportunities. So that was Alec McLeish team talk to go out and just, and we're just playing the game. I think Celtic scored after 15 or 16 minutes or 20 some minutes. And so the Hibs fans were jeering us and laughing at us and all this other stuff. And, you know, first half nil nil, second half we came out, um, we, we scored. Not Did you speak to God at halftime? Did you speak to God at halftime? Well, all through that build-up, I was already speaking to God. Right. Because even, you know, before that Easter Road game, every day, the guys would come in at Murray Park and ask me, Mal, are you sure we're going to win the league? I say, yes. <laughs> Keep believing. Some of them even promised to come to church. Some of them <laughs> promised to start believing in God. I'm not going to call any names, but... <laughs> but I'm still waiting for them now. <laughs> and I think we're, what was 14, 14 years or 12 years now? 15. <laughs> since, 15. Since, since, since then. But yeah, Alex Ray is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's who I thought it was. Alex Ray walked in here, chalk, she'd burst into flames. <laughs> <laughs> so I always say to them, I say, guys, don't worry. Keep believing. And we, we keep 
So we went up, we played the game, the game starts, as I said, and we scored after, you know, after halftime, the game was just playing out, Hibs was staying in their half, we were just passing the ball about, and what, 88 minutes? Mm -hmm. We just, bam, we heard the fans went up. And just as you say, I wasn't saying, I told you, I was thinking to myself, no God, this is not really happening. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying this to myself because I'm thinking to myself, no way. This is really happening. I'm telling you. I was saying to myself, no way, God, this is nearly happening, is it? And I think after that, a couple minutes later, fans went up again. We thinking the game is over. They say no, Motherwell score again. Oh. I'm saying no, God, no, 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 no. This is not happening. <laughs> At that same time, Alec Ray jumping on and Barry Ferguson back I in the midfield. Hibbs has the ball tap, tacking us coming down on the right hand side, and they're celebrating in the middle. And I'm saying, guys, the game is still playing. <laughs> and, uh, the excitement, man, it was is just unbelievable, un unbelievable. And as I said, even telling you now. My, my pause is in reason because it's, it's just oh, unbelievable. What was the night out like? Did you have some night out that night? Oh, the, 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 the night was... I'm Marvin turned all the water into wine. <laughs> <laughs> After I left Easter Road, I didn't go direct to, to Ibrox. I went to church because I had a church service on. So my minister came and picked me up. He, he, was, dri he was driving a, a, um, Honda, Honda Civic. Right. I, a dark green Honda Civic. So he came and picked me up, coming down Easter Road, and I'm just in, the, in his front seat of the car. He's driving through all the Rangers fans, the police trying to, you know, make the, the traffic pass through. And one fan saw me in the car. There is Big Marv. Man, the Rangers fans physically picked my minister car. And you know, like, <laughs> you know, like in them hip hop movies, when they count hydraulics, <laughs> they start bouncing the car. They're bouncing me on motor. <laughs> so my minister is watching me and thinking, what's going on here, ma'am? I said, pass. I don't know. I bet Marvin, what gave it away when she had the trophies or hood ornament? <laughs> <laughs> then, then some of the Rangers fans start lying down in the middle of the street and say, Marv, we believe. Run over us. So they wanted my minister to roll the car over them because they say they believe. Oh so I had them come out to the sunroof of my minister car, part the blue sea of Rangers fans, <laughs> to tell them, get out of the way. I said, doesn't matter how much you keep believing, if this car run over you, you will die. So <laughs> <laughs> man, it was absolutely chaos, man. Chaos in the hour. What a day, man. What a day. Yeah, yeah, what a I'll day. tell you what, man. All I'll say to that story is the lucky I wasn't your minister. Because I drove right over the top of him. I was in a pub in Coke Bridge called Colour Cafe, right? And all, him, all him my mates, all my Celtic supporter mates were there. Right? And we sat and we watched the game. And when Scott McDonald scored, I was like, don't worry, we'll get one. It's a Celtic mm. way, we'll get one. And then he goes up the park and scores again. And I remember, I just put my pint down and I walked out the pub and I went home. Should I spoke right? to God, mate? Mate, I was, I, was steam, I was steamboats. Honestly, I was steamboats. And I, I, no, Marvin, I tell you, but I, I wish I had your faith, mate, because my Probably. two knees are fucked, right? And 
and I wish I could change some of Celtic's results by talking to the big man. I'll tell you that for nothing. <laughs> so he's been all the time, man. Do you know what? See, even even as a Celtic supporter, that's a decent story, isn't it? See if I <laughs> see if I see if I see if I change that up and I put a different team in that. That's a great story, Marvin. Well done, my man. <laughs> so Marvin, how's how's your knowledge of Scottish football nowadays? Well, uh, not the best. Not the not best. The best well, I, if I if I get something for you, sir. <laughs> right, we've got a every week on Football Daft, we do a quiz, right. right, and it's a quiz on Scottish football. Now, what I will say, to avoid being bottom of the league, you only need to get one point, right? You, no, you need to get two points. You only need to get two, right? Uh, the questions are the questions are based on like then your time in Scottish football and the current climate in Scottish football as well. We're going right. to get Gredo to ask you the questions, right? Yeah. And you've got 90 seconds to answer as many as you can. And you can't pass, Marvin, all right? Well, we'll get, we'll get Mark Wilson, top of the leaderboard, with 14, right? Get Kenny Duker, second with 13. Barry Ferguson and Owen Coyle are on 12. And then you get Charlie Adam on 10. Ross McCrory, 6. Peter Lovingcrans, 3. MD, you want to beat there, Marv? <laughs> Every one of them. All of them, bro. <laughs> Just ask the big man to give you exactly. the answers you and you'll get every just... one of them right. <laughs> I, I spoke to him this morning, so you, you'll probably help me out. Here we go, here we go. <laughs> right, wait, Ryan, you ready? You get the 90 seconds on the clock? Yep, good to go. Right, and let's, your time starts now. Who is the current Rangers club captain? Tavernet. Which team adopted the song Paper Roses? Not that Scooby, bro. Just say a team, man. Say a team. Just pick a Any team, team at all. Um, Hearts. Who are Celtic's new kit makers? Adidas. Who is the current manager of Motherwell? Assistant manager. Who is the current assistant manager of Motherwell? Current assistant manager of Motherwell. Um, Leslie, something Leslie. Yeah. Which two English teams are currently left in the Champions League? Man City and Man United. Man Which City. English club are nicknamed the Canaries? Norwich. Which team finished bottom of League Two this season? What in what Scottish football? Scottish what football League Two, uh-huh. Scottish to um Stranra. Who was the last player to score a hat-trick for Scotland? Um, that's a big strike. What was his name? Just say a name quick. You'll get the next question, right? Oh, oh. He, I think because I did mess up the assistant manager question, I should give him one mere question. What do you think? Yes. All right, then. Okay. All right, then. How many international goals did Marvin Andrews score? <laughs> um, ten. Ten. Yes! <laughs> right, Ryan, how did he do? Let me just tie it up. One, two, three. I can't remember that Celtic strike, uh, man. It was, it was actually John McGinn. I thought it was, was James Forrest. I thought it was James Forrest as well, mate. <laughs> It wasn't. So, let's see. So, Marvin, you got five. 
And decent, Martin, decent. Got a five. One you got right, James Tavernier, you got uh, Adidas for Celtic. You've got Norwich as the Canaries. Um, you've got how many goals that you scored as well. And you also got Keith Lasley as well. So we'll give That's you that not one. That's too bad. Well done, Marvin. That, that's you. You got five, so you're on. You're on a par with Frank McAvaney and Dick Campbell and Jim Leishman. Listen up. The reason why I get five because I played at number five. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> God's plan again, man. God's God plan, plan again. God's plan. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, this, this has been some buzz, Marvin. Thank you so much. For it really has. It's been Good so guys. enjoyable, mate. Honestly. Brilliant, uh, mate. Thank you very much. Thank no you so much for coming on the show, Marvin. I really, really appreciate it. All right, no big man. God bless you all. Keep all up the good work. All right, yes, yes, big man. God all bless. Right, Thank you. Keep believing. Keep believing. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. Remember a couple of weeks ago we spoke about Stitch Fix, do you remember? That's right. Yeah, yeah. So basically they're like, Ryan, you'll maybe know further, basically like an online personal shopper that can sort out all your top clobber for both men and women, right? So see if you're listening and your missus is always going like that. Oh, I've not got anything to wear. I've not got anything to wear. Or if you're listening and your man's like that, I can't get these jeans buttoned anymore. Do you know what I mean? Get on to Stitch Fix. <laughs> Get yourself sorted out. This is brilliant, by the way. I'm no joking. My missus has signed up for it. Her pals signed up for it. And see all the stuff that they've been getting sent out. Mate, it's class. I'm not even kidding on. Genuinely, get, get a go at it yourself. They use expert stylists to pick out your clothes for you based on your taste. So what you do is you go onto the website, uh, you, you pick out all the different styles of clothes that you like, uh, your price preferences, and then uh, your size, and they send the clothes to your door. Right? So... This is the thing. You can send it back if you want. Um, it's uh, for example, use use God's like. I don't know, Stevie. I find it because of my body shape and stuff. I find it quite hard to find stuff that fits me. Mm. But so, um, this is I'm I'm definitely definitely going to keep going with this because it's a brilliant service. This is how it works. You fill out your profile about your clothing preferences, right? Uh, how much you want to pay, and then a stylist goes through and handpicks five items of clothing. And accessories and sends them out to you. You try them on, decide what ones you like, pay for them, and send the rest back with, with free return. Believe it or not, so you don't need to pay to send it back. Right? There's a charge of just ten pound for the stylish time, but people are going to go, "Oh well, I don't want to pay ten pound because it's it's maybe just going to be an algorithm or something like that." But see, when you get your clothes, they take that ten pound off the price. That's brilliant. So you're not ah, actually paying for that service, right? Um, it's it's redeemable against anything that you decide to keep for the clothes that they send through to you, and they'll also they'll also offer you advice and ideas on what to wear with the items that they actually send you. So it gives you the, the full look, if you know what I mean. Right? right. They, they stock over uh, they stock hundreds and hundreds of men's and women's brands, including well-known names, uh, more niche emerging designers as well, just up-and-coming designers that yeah. you, you've maybe not heard of. But some of the clobber on it's unbelievable, man. How do you get? How do you? How do you get in about it? How do you? Where can I? Where can I get mayor? Well, that's it. That's the thing. Yeah, Give me more. They've, <laughs> they've got their own exclusive in-house brands as well that you will only find anywhere else other than uh, Stitch Fix. So uh, you can get started by going to Stitch Fix today and support our podcast by going to stitchfix.co.uk forward slash daft. That's stitchfix.co.uk forward slash daft. 
and you can get your fill started with a new wardrobe today. Do you know what I might do? I might go on it, right, and go to the search engine if they've got it and just type in I want to hold a gradle. <laughs> I can get well, you a Detroit not. cap. I can get you a Detroit cap and a black t-shirt anywhere, mate. Am I wearing this Detroit hat too much? It's getting a bit like your New York hat that you used to wear, bro. Remember that? I don't really, mate. Look at my hats I wear now, mate. I'll tell you what, Gredo. Take the hat off. Take the hat off and smell it. And you'll tell yourself if you've been wearing it too much. I have. Aye, that's it. It's it's Remember I used to wear my Yankees hat every day? Oh, mate. Toll, you want to see the nick of this New York Yankees hat, man. He had it for 19 canteen. He wore it. It was pure grey and all that and fucked. And he wore it every single day, man. You know what I wear? I've, I've come in his weight and all that. You just look like a pure Jake. I come from blankets sometimes. But I was man. close to fucking ditch him as a pal, man. It's like it's the same thing with his we hair transplant. Fucking yeah. glad to go to that salty dude. I would never have been pals. Two times have changed, man. I, I've got like I've got three Castor hats and two Hugo Boss hats. He's been wearing that Detroit hat for about four weeks. He's spilling food all over him. Wears Reeboks, jumpers, and all that, man. Oh, that's what. Well, I know he was going to bring that up. He gives me he gives me shit for wearing a Reebok top all the you time. Know what? I, what I'm more worried about is the fact that he said that you weren't going to be pals with him anymore if he didn't get a hair transplant. Where does that stand? Me and your stage, your stature, Gredo. <laughs> Where do I, I come? Bet, I Where bet, do I come in the friendship ranks? At least you're full pelt bald. You're even. Do you know what I mean? Hey, I love like fucking that. Danny DeVito. Check this out. I love <laughs> fucking Paul Heyman or something. He's a bitch. Gredo used to see all forties. You mean go like that, man? Mate, I couldn't hang about with you then. That's terrible, man. <laughs> Fuck shit. Honestly, just, I like his honesty, but fuck see, it. But see if you type in his name into Google, right, and you're not know that I've ever done that. Um, but see how <laughs> <laughs> you see pictures in for like 2006 and seven, man. You just, just like no, man. He looks about fucking ten year old and what he is now. He's actually got a bit of style now. I'm like Benjamin. Well, I'm, I'm no fucking loving this, man. This is a character assassination. <laughs> hey, and tell me about the time I know that I come back up with a new pair of gutties, my new balance gutties. Oh, mate, how do you take them back? Oh, as I said, oh, I didn't, I didn't click on. I said he came up for fucking think the usual man between shows comes up, Jack a lad with a cruise bag and all that walks in like my new guys. I went no, he's like how no? I went from new bands. He's like I was up with that. I said fucking sponsor Celtic. He's like I'll tell you this now, but mate, right? They've never been the most stylish a brand new balance, but what a comfy fucking trainer they put together. He went to come back. Never even fucking, I think I wore them once in the show. No, they sat in the dressing room for about three weeks. <laughs> That's terrible, man. Oh. Used to, I don't know how you used to have pals. He's a pair of dicks to each other. Okay, I know. I know. That's just but, the way Anyway, I think, I, I think Ryan's, I think Ryan's ready for falling asleep here. We need to get on with our strip. Anyway, guys, that's been another fantastic episode of Football Daft. Many thanks to our guests today, Mr. Brian McPhee and Marvin Andrews. Plenty of stories up their sleeve and they were very gracious enough to ha- pass them to us and let everybody know via the platform of Podcastry. You guys have been great. Uh, what are you getting up to this week? Uh, I'm, I'm going to bake a loaf. I'm going to bake a loaf! <laughs> I'm going to have a barbecue. Yeah, actually... I'm going to barbecue tomorrow. I'm, I'm, as soon as I finish, I'm going. I'm going to my bed for a couple of hours. Just. Aye. You've aye. been up since. You've been up since McDonald's, something, but. Take <laughs> <laughs> get back again at fucking five bells, dude. <laughs> nothing else. There's nothing in here, and I'm not going at my birthday night. So, anyway, uh, Ryan, how have you enjoyed yourself? Been good, mate. Good fun. Aye. Aye. Jank, jank we talk too much shit, Ryan. 
Uh, nah, sorry, I'm I'm well versed in talking shit. So I'm used to it. Yeah. Well, trips. I'm getting to. Aye. Come on. Hit, right. Hit the music. Hit 